ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, July 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original white beer. Big news today. Texas A&M football program has been deemed a violator of NCAA rules. That's right. Texas A&M, they, get this, they are rule breakers, recruiting, and countable athletically related activity rules violated between January 2018 and February 2019, according to an agreement released by the Division I Committee on Infractions. Also. Head coach deemed a violator. Head coach responsibility rules. So, what does this mean? Texas A&M and hot water. Not as hot water, of course. This isn't a death penalty hot water. But, yeah, they got dinged today. They got hit. So, what happens here is um, you're going to have a a show cause. You're going to have, of course... um, the normal things you see happening with violations, but I'm sure Texas A&M is going to bounce back from this. Uh, They are definitely going to recover. This will be something that can be bounced back from, not quickly, but still, Texas A&M football program violating NCAA rules. And, of course, that's not all that's happening. Uh, We continue to be in the middle of a pandemic, and that means athletic departments across the country are struggling, not because of any one thing, but football maybe not going to have a season here, so that looms on the horizon that football might not be happening for many athletic departments. And so Boise State, among those athletic departments, making some cost-cutting maneuvers today, Boise State is going to be discontinuing baseball and swimming and diving. Those are deemed cost-saving measures. So they had a detailed review of their budget. It's um, described as uh, financial challenges compounded by COVID-19. So they work with the university administration. They deem this as going to um, position the program for future success and long-term sustainability. So you're going to see no more baseball, no more swimming and diving. And they're also going to have some operating budget reductions as well. I mean, Boise State, that's what Marshall wants to be. It used to be Marshall was what Boise State probably wanted to be. And now Marshall wants to be Boise State as far as the success, what they've been able to do. I mean, this is one of those signature programs. And remember, this was the program years ago that lost the NCAA one double A championship game to Youngstown State at Joan C. Edwards Stadium at Marshall Stadium. This was that program that you looked at and like, okay, this is a pretty good program. They've got some pretty high aspirations, and boy, did they ever! So they're looking to reduce their budget by nearly three million, and 
if you're a student athlete, your scholarship is not in jeopardy. So if you lost a sport today, you didn't lose your scholarship, those are going to be honored, including the 2020 signees. Hey, imagine this. You sign up. Yeah, I'm going to play baseball for Boise State. Guess what? No, you're not. No, you're not. And uh, they're going to support the athletes that want to transfer. For many, the opportunity to get the scholarship, go to the university. The cost is, of course, participation in swimming, baseball, sports vehicle to get to the university. For some, not necessarily it's a full ride, but still it's an opportunity. It helps you get that education. For others, they maybe really want to participate in that sport, showcase themselves. Baseball, a little different than, I'm sure, swimming and diving. So you might see some of these student-athletes stick around. You might see some look around and see if there are other opportunities for them. But again, you're seeing more and more programs being cut in baseball. It's one of those programs. If there's not a mandate to have baseball in your conference or if there's not a mandate to have baseball, period, baseball might get hit. That's not going to happen to Marshall. You can write that down. I don't have anything to back me up on that, but still, I'm saying it. Write it down. Baseball is probably not going anywhere anytime soon, anytime in the near future. It's just going to be a a longer journey to get Marshall baseball going again, especially with the stadium. So, Boise State cutting baseball and swimming and diving. Oklahoma, their athletic department, they're cutting 13.7 13.7 million from their budget. You thought a few million Boise State's cutting is something? No, no. Oklahoma, 13.7 million in budget cuts. So they announced this last night, and this is going to be in conjunction with the start of their 2021 fiscal year. Again, COVID 19, the culprit responding to COVID 19 is what they are indicating here. Um, they are. Looking at 10% salary reduction, we've seen that. So any employee earning a salary of a million or more per year, you got cut. So Lincoln Riley paid $6 million last year. He is going to take at least a $600,000 cut in pay. There are some Division I coaches at football that doesn't make that kind of money. There are some basketball coaches that don't make that kind of money in Division I. There are some radio hosts that don't make that in multiple years combined. Talking about me. So that's a lot of money there. That's a lot of money that you're you're losing. And of course, six million dollar salary, six hundred thousand dollar cut in pay. I think he can weather that one a little bit better than say you and me taking a big pay cut, but still, this is what's happening across college athletics. And there's still concern that maybe college athletics, maybe football, we not we might not have a season. We might not see football return. On a regular schedule, it might be pushed back. We might not see it until the spring. We might see a complete pausing of college athletics. And, of course, you don't have anyone saying stop because I don't think we're going to see a unified voice on this. There's not going to be this one entity that says, okay, you're not having football. It's not like the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA or the NHL. It's not like that. Again, it's so many kingdoms, serfdoms, so many different rules and regulations and so many different philosophies. The reality here is 
It might not be up to athletic departments. It might not be up to universities. It might become a public health issue. We've got a couple months to go until we get to that line, and uh, already we've seen a few schools start to go to that line early and not cross it, and we're still seeing some more that are holding, and we see universities progress and continue as if they are going to play football this year. So much money at stake here, and it's more detrimental at the college level than it is the pro level. I mean, it's a big deal at the pro level, but pro sports will return. College athletic departments, though, they might not come back. Or if they come back, they're not going to be in the same shape they once were, and it's going to take years and years to get them back to anywhere near close to what they look like. The power schools will have more of a rebound. Not-so-power schools, the G5, if you want to call them that, it's going to be a little bit more of a strain, a struggle. It's going to be very detrimental to them. So that's what we've got right now. We're going to come back and we're going to turn our attention to the basketball tournament. Today was uh, by Zoom. Zoom is, of course, wish I had stock in that. Zoom, the meeting platform for everybody. It's going to be John Elmore. It's going to be Stevie Browning. It's going to be Rondell Watson. We're going to hear from them. They were uh, in a media availability earlier today. And we're going to get their thoughts as the basketball tournament taking place this weekend. July 4th, July 5th for the Herd, they will take on playing for Jimmy V, 2 p.m. on ESPN. So that's July 5th, but this thing gets started on the 4th. We'll talk about it more. We'll hear from John Elmore, Stevie Browning, Rondell Watson when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Children who grow up in poverty are part of a destructive cycle. Childhood poverty creates adult poverty, creates childhood poverty, and on and on. And this is a relentless cycle. Worldwide, millions of children live in extreme poverty. At Child Fund International, we find this unacceptable. So we do all we can. In 25 countries, we are vigorously fighting poverty and improving the lives of over 11 million children and their families. Our programs support early childhood development and children's health and education. And we help strengthen the economic security of families. Childhood poverty creates adult poverty, creates childhood poverty. But at Child Fund International, we are committed to breaking this destructive cycle. Today's childhood poverty must not become tomorrow's. Learn more at childfund.org. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday, July 2nd edition, The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in, being a part of your Thursday. Not here tomorrow, just a reminder, not here tomorrow as uh, we are observing here the July 4th holiday. Unfortunately, uh, no fireworks for us this year on July 3rd. Uh, we'll have a makeup date, I believe. So we'll tell you more about that as the weeks progress. So uh, we'll have fireworks, I do believe. Don't hold me to that, but I do understand that the, that's not going to be uh, something that's just going to go away. But uh, no fireworks for us, no uh, concert tomorrow. Again, um, public health and safety concerns uh, taking precedent for everything we do. All right. Uh, we've got some reaction from some of the participants with Heard That. The basketball tournament is taking place starting July 4th. Everything is going to be in Columbus. 
It's the winner-take-all $1 million this year, $1 million tournament. Was well, going to be uh, at several locations, including Charleston, West Virginia. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. And also, Best Virginia, the WVU alumni team, not in the tournament. So I'm sure for a lot of fans of the Mountain State, this thing just blew up and it doesn't even exist anymore. But for a lot of you, if you're listening to this program, you know who you are. You are obviously fans of the Thundering Herd and John Elmore, part of the Herd That alumni team and some really sharp-looking uniforms. I'm thinking thinking maybe somebody over in the uh, over there in the Henderson Center, maybe the Shoey should start looking at some of those uh, uniform colors and think maybe we could do something with this. But I do digress. They'll be bright. You'll not miss the team when you see them on July 5th. You'll know that that's the Marshall alumni team. Maybe they'll play uh, a lot harder now that they've got the Kelly Green, the colors. Playing with the colors now. you got to play with the colors. John Elmore, we've talked to him in weeks past, and um, he gave an opening statement when he was uh, at the media availability earlier in the day. Uh, we're excited. I think we have a really good squad this year. Uh, we made a couple huge additions this offseason uh, going into the TBT. We knew the field was going to be tough, so we had to step our game up a little bit. Uh, we've had a good training camp, really like the addition, so we're fired up. John is fired up. Obviously, he thinks they've got a real good shot to win this. One thing you can say about John Elmore, doesn't lack confidence. Hasn't seen a shot he hasn't liked. Very rare that John, unless he can make a better play, I'll say that about John, if John can set somebody else up and make a better play, he will. But if John sees a shot, John's looking, okay, can I make this shot? Of course, I'm John Elmore. He's going to hit that shot. So uh, they're going to be tough to guard because they're going to be bombing away. Now, he mentioned in that statement that they've made some big additions to the team. And of course, now, for the most part, this is a herd-themed team. That's why they're herd that. This is a Marshall alumni team, but they do have some different components. And of course, you're trying to put together guys that you've played with, guys that have been with you or on previous Thundering Herd teams. And John talks about recruiting of the team. Team together. I'm not going to lie, my back's kind of hurting. I feel like I've done, done more than most. But, um, you know, it's been good fun. We've all collaborated. Um, several of us gotten together, had meetings about the way we wanted to go this year, who we wanted to add, the type of player, um, stuff like that. So it was a big-time team effort, but, you know, I've done a lot of work. A lot of work with the guys outside. John also – added a couple of additions to the team that are not Marshall-related. And here's John talking about recruiting players not from the Thundering Herd ranks. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it was easy getting our guys just because we're all really close, all the Marshall guys. We lived together in college, um, still play pickup all the time together. Uh, I had the same agent as a couple of the players we added, a couple family friends, knew some other guys. So, um the big thing is we, we have all great dudes, so everybody's good to be around. We all get along real well. We all hang out outside the court. So uh, that's part of the TBT experience is the fun part of it and getting to hang out like that. So uh, we've had a blast so far. So, so far, so good. Everybody's enjoyed the basketball experience and 
things get real coming up here in the next few days. Uh, one guy that seems to be a mainstay on these teams with John Elmore as as John's martial career has ended, his TBT career has begun, is Stevie Browning. And uh, here's his thoughts on playing in this edition of the basketball tournament. So this is my third year playing in the TBT, and, you know, every year we've gotten better. And, you know, this year I feel like we put the pieces together and, and you know, John and I and their father and Tommy Orcutt, who was our GM, have done a great job at just putting this team together, finding the right pieces. And, you know, I'm really excited to, to represent Marshall again and, you know, get back out on the court. Like John said, play with our brothers, our best friends. And then, you know, we've added a lot of pieces that I, I, I like our chances. I think this is so Stevie likes the team's chances, and I like their chances too because my guy, my guy, Rondell Watson on the team this year. Here's his thoughts in playing with these guys in this tournament. Oh uh, well, I said this is my my first year, and um, this is a guy's third year. I think they said so. Kind of like kept in touch when I was just in school. I watched him play. I watched the team that uh, me and John graduated the same year. So we watched the first year. And then his next year, John was eligible to play. So he played. But this year they called me and wanted to play. And I was ecstatic. So Rondell's on the team now. Again, again, that herd flavor. You're making this a herd alumni team. And if this thing goes well, maybe you can see some other guys down the line join this team, be a part of it truly fill these ranks out and make this. And maybe at one point down the line, you can maybe make this an entire team filled with herd players. Of course, I don't think we can get J.R. Van Hoos. I don't think I don't think he can go. I mean, he could go, but I don't think he could go. He could, he could beat me one-on-one, but that's not going to win you a million dollars. Here's Rondell on what makes this team special. Playing style. Our playing style is, is definitely one, a one that you don't see every day in a I think at, a, at least the highest level, it, it, it will work with the, the guys we have and the, the players we got in our system. I think we will Joe Perkley. So that's Rondell Watson, media availability earlier this afternoon. The basketball tournament coming up. It's going to be on ESPN 2 p.m. on Sunday. 2 p.m. Sunday, the basketball tournament. We'll be keeping an eye on it. Of course, if they win, they get the money team. So if they can get past the Jimmy V team, the Jimmy V players, they will be taking on the money team. That's a team we can all root against, right? That I think that's a team we definitely all can root against as far as looking for a team. Of course, if you're a Herd fan, you don't need a reason to root against anybody else other than Marshall. And I'm hoping that this thing, they go all the way. Or if they don't go all the way, at least it's been fun for the last few weeks to talk about it. But that's is going to be definitely a nice distraction for us. We didn't get really the conclusion of Marshall basketball the way we wanted to. There wasn't sort of that closure, that opportunity to end the season either by getting into the NCAA tournament or getting into a postseason tournament. You didn't have that opportunity. Instead, it ends sort of with a whimper. Nobody gets to play, and... We've been kind of wanting basketball ever since. We've been needing it to come back. So this has uh, really stepped in and filled that void. And if you look at how this tournament is going, I'm sure, I don't know if the NBA is sitting here taking detailed notes, but 
Well, the NBA has got a similar situation. They've got a campus. It's going to be a lot longer, though. This is you're in, you're in for a tournament, and then you're going to be done. And if you lose, you're out. Not, hey, get out real quick, but uh, your luggage is over there. Thanks for participating. That's how quick you're going to be out when you lose. So they're taking this thing seriously, putting everyone in quarantine, a, a bubble situation. I mean, that media availability, that was by Zoom. That could be how we do media availabilities here for the foreseeable future. If we have college athletics, that's how we're probably going to do interviews, if we do interviews at all. That's going to be the big deal here because are you going to put your student-athletes in a situation where they're going to be interacting with people you haven't controlled as far as the quarantine is concerned? I'm trying to figure out how these – situations are going to be handled because will you be isolated? If you're going to have college football, are you going to be isolated? And that's what they're doing here at the basketball tournament. They are isolating. They're putting themselves in a quarantine. They're isolating themselves. Not too many people are going to be in the bubble and the bubble shrinks. Once you are done, you're gone and you're out. And so there's less people in the bubble. And of course, there's going to be testing and you're going to make sure that everyone is adhering to the rules. And if you got one positive test on your team, that person isn't just gone. Your entire team is gone. So there's already been a couple of shakeups in this tournament. Thankfully, everyone unheard that did their part. Isolation, quarantine, social distancing, wearing their masks. That's a big one right there. Doing what they need to do because they want to play. So they did what it took to play. Now, will the rest of us do that? And can we do that? That's going to be the big question. All right, we will continue on with today's edition of The Drive, Thursday, July 2nd edition, brought to you in part by Huntington Federal Savings Bank right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, I'm not going to be here next week, but that doesn't mean there might not be a surprise or two for you on the podcast feed. That's right. Make sure you're subscribed. There there might be just podcast-only versions of me with sports hot takes or whatever I come up with. So uh, be subscribing to that feed. You can go on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked about the NBA, looking at maybe the basketball tournament, seeing what they're doing, sort of cribbing a little bit, taking some notes. All right, that works. That looks like it's pretty good. That's a, a big deal. Well, you got to get everybody in the bubble first and make sure that everyone's healthy. And the NBA and the uh, Players Association announced it was a joint statement today that nine positives resulting from a test of 344 players between June 24th and 29th. Um, The results increased the total of confirmed player cases to 25 since they began testing on June 23rd. And that resulted in 16 positive cases. Now, this doesn't include tests that were positive prior to this round of testing. Those numbers are different. Those players are not included in these results. So this is just the testing that has taken place here in this phase of trying to get the NBA back and 
I don't know if this ultimately means we're, we're going to have maybe a slowdown here or what's going to take place, but I think we're going to have basketball. I think we're going to have baseball. I think we're going to have hockey. Uh, I think we're going to have the NFL, even though they've got a few weeks to uh, push this back a little bit. And again, shortening the preseason, a good, smart idea, so we don't even have to worry about the preseason being too long. The good news here is they've got maybe a plan. Again, I, I don't know. This is so fluid as we speak. We don't even know if college football is going to be able to uh, pull this off because we're not talking about 10 teams, 20 teams. We're not talking about maybe 32 teams. We're not talking about a handful, a league. We're talking about hundreds of teams at multiple levels of college athletics, Division One and lower. And will we see here the next few days, few weeks, that some teams, some conferences, some leagues – are going to pull back and say, okay, we might be pushing this here, especially with new outbreaks, new cases that are coming up. Maybe we're pushing these sports back. And there's talk that maybe you see college athletics in the spring. Give it a few more months, and then you come back in the spring. Hopefully there is at least a better defense for COVID-19. There's some sort of vaccine. I don't know if that's going to be the ultimate cure. That's just going to be better protection. And Getting that distributed is going to be, uh, I'm sure, a nightmare, flu shots included. And so you're looking at this and thinking, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to push this back to the spring and give ourselves some cushion here, give us time to rework this so we can pull this off. And you know what? That would be interesting. We'd have some springtime content. Maybe you flip sports a little bit. There's talk. Maybe you flip sports. Maybe football should be played in spring. Maybe baseball should be played at a different time of the year. Maybe you do that, and you can maybe get past this. At the same time, we don't know if we're going to have a vaccine, if we're going to have a break in positive cases. We don't have any of that just yet. So right now, all we know is we might have college football. We might have the NFL. They're going to announce soon bubble, hub, whatever you want to call it, cities for the NHL. NHL doing things a little different because you're going to have two cities. And, you know, the thing here is if they're both in Canada, that's probably a good idea not to have one in North America and the United States and one in Canada. Instead, what you do is you have both hub cities in Canada. So when you do have that crossover finally, you have that crossover, what happens here is you don't have to worry about trying to cross borders. I think that would be really a genius idea because all the NHL has to do is say, okay, you know, we're going to start this thing and it's going to be in Canada. And we're going to get going first because Canada has its act together as a country way more than United States of America does. So, we're going to have hockey. We're going to have hockey. It's going to be glorious. That could be, I mean, that could be really a coup for them. It's like, okay, we've got our plan. Here it is. And it's going to be in Canada. It's going to be a lot safer. There's still that risk, but Canada isn't messing it up right now. Canadians are nice people. They're wearing their masks. They're, they've got great health care. And so and they've got the facilities. 
we can do this. We can have the restart take place just outside of the United States. It, it will still go on, and this is going to be a TV sport anyway. Toronto for the Eastern Conference and Edmonton for the Western Conference. I mean, that would be perfect. That would be fantastic. And I think um, Las Vegas might have been your odds-on favorite for a long time, but you've got spikes in the area. You've got spikes of cases of coronavirus. And so all of a sudden you're looking at that like, do we wanna do we wanna isolate ourselves? Do we wanna put ourselves in that situation? Or do we wanna go somewhere where the infection rate is very low? Where the cases are it's it's with us, but the cases are low. And so the NHL might just be doing the right thing but going to Canada, whereas the NBA is going to Orlando, going to Florida. Florida, Orlando, if you if you look at the numbers, the numbers are up. Seven-day average rose, it's jumped. The NBA, they're going to be on a campus. Now, it's not just the NBA players. You're going to have people involved with Disney as well, and you're going to be in a campus situation here. Can they pull it off? And then MLB, baseball, no hub cities here. No, 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 no. No hub cities. We're not playing in one beautiful ballpark here. We're going to be playing in home stadiums, and there's travel involved, and that's why you're, you're going to – we haven't seen a schedule yet. I can't tell you. I know baseball is trying to get this thing started, and if we have baseball, we'll have it for you right here with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I don't have a schedule yet. So I can't tell you what games are going to be on the air. And this is going to be a, a radio and TV sport. There won't be any attending games. There's no idea yet what that schedule is going to look like, but it's going to be completely different, I'm sure. It's going to be more geographically friendly toward the teams involved in the divisions. You're going to play your division foes, and you're going to play the teams that are in the opposite division of the opposite league. I believe that's how it's going to break down. I haven't seen a schedule, though. We we might see some shake-up there because, again, we haven't got this thing finalized. And, of course, all I know is the NFL, sure, they're cutting some preseason games, but you know what? Did you really miss those? I, I didn't miss those. Now, I will say this, though. I was the guy a few years ago that I would get the preseason package, the streaming package. It was like $9, $9.99, $10. And with $10... I got to watch all the NFL preseason games. Oh, that's a great deal. That's fantastic. I get to watch all these games. I'm good. You know, it's preseason, sure, but I can't watch it locally on TV, so I'm just going to head and get the streaming version of this, and I'll be happy. No problem whatsoever. And then they jacked that package up and thought, hey, that's a great idea. Everybody wants to see this. Okay, we're going to charge stupid money. We're going to charge really stupid money, and we're going to bundle it in. I don't want I don't want NFL replays. I don't want that service. The the rewind. I don't want that. Do you want a rewind service? Do you now if if you are using a service an online service 
and you go back and catch something maybe a few hours later, that's one thing. Sure, okay, I missed that game. I don't know the score, but the NFL trying to find every way they could get a dollar, and now they're going to need as many eyeballs as they can get. They're going to need all the eyeballs they can get because, again, television is going to be what saves the day here for the NFL, for Major League Baseball, for the NHL. You're mitigating all the damage here. The NBA. I mean, the NBA is losing money. No matter what they do, they're losing money, but they're mitigating the damage as much as they possibly can by having the season. They lose more money by actually not playing. There's no savings here. You're losing money. So you're mitigating the damage by having the season in whatever form you can get it in. And the television money is going to be helping. Now let's go and look at Conference USA. How much is the television money going to matter? What's the TV money going to do here? Not much. Not much whatsoever. I mean, if if you're one of the power schools, TV money is going to help you. It's still not going to save the day, but it's going to help you. You, You can weather the storm a little bit more. But with the power schools, they've got the TV with the group of five schools, not so much. And then we don't even know, are we going to have a situation where the schedule is going to condense? Is it going to be just conference games? Conference games only. We're not going to have those out of out of conference games. And that's a lot of money games right there. Those are big money games. Those are games in which some schools, they get a good chunk of their budget because they get a big payout. And so are we going to see those go bye-bye? I don't know. And that's what we talk about every day because every day something happens different. It changes every single day, and we're trying to figure out where we fit in this on a daily basis. When we come back from break, um, get your uh, get your pocketbook ready. If you have football TV, um, you're a little broker today. We'll talk about it more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's program. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste only. 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we were talking about the NBA trying to get their bubble together. Well, the NBA... They might have a different approach to getting more participation, more money. I think this is a money grab. I really do. The NBA is trying to sign off on a second bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that were not invited to play in Florida. That way they could be able to participate in a mini training camp and subsequent games against each other. Guess what? This is a money grab. This is a money grab. And uh, I'm reading the story here. Um, am I getting this right? Spencer Dupuis, he's um, he's following this for, for us. Summer League, what else do I got here? Um, like that could be the – there's no Summer League, obviously, this right. summer. So that would help teams be able to play, younger guys be able to get to some playing time. Okay. So this is where they said, yeah, this is just breaking right now uh, as uh, we came back from break. So – uh, they're going to do a, a second bubble in Chicago. Uh, it's going to possibly have some summer league games as well. Now, I don't know about you, but unless this is not a money grab, 
I'm not interested. I, I don't. I don't want to see this as a fan. As a fan, I don't want to see this. Now, if I'm a fan of those teams that are participating, yeah, okay, maybe I'd watch that a little bit. But right now, I am focusing on the teams that are in the playoff or the season. And, of course, with the NHL, you've got the Stanley Cup qualifier before you even get into the Stanley Cup. So it's really you got like two many little tournaments here. You have the qualifier to get in where it's going to be a best-of-five series. And you know we can see the Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes. And then, of course, I'm going to be talking some serious, I mean serious trash to Jason Courier over at Marshall and Sports Information. And the thing is, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears because he's not going to be as fun to chuck trash to. I mean, he's a Carolina guy. Now, if Carolina wins, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it immediately. But I'm not going to get any satisfaction talking trash to him. He's like one of two or three Carolina fans I know, and he's the, the one I can talk the most trash to. Um, that's what I'm interested in, getting sports back, getting teams uh, playing for something. I'm not interested in, oh, hey, you guys you, you guys can get the chance. You, you can play. We got something for you. Yeah, we got something for you guys to do. Yeah, it'd be great. Come on. You'd be playing for nothing. You'd be playing for fun. Yeah, people are going to watch Yeah, people are going to watch that. They're going to want to see that. Um, if you got nothing to play for, are you, are you gonna, unless there's a big draw for that and you just feel like you need the playing time, is there really going to be a demand from those teams that are not in? Are they going to look at this and go, um, uh, let's see, dude, is this worth it? What am I getting out of this here? Um, yeah, kind of got to isolate here. Not playing for anything. Uh, no, I don't think you're going to have that many people sign up for that. Uh, I, I, I just can't see it. I, I don't imagine it's going to happen. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, also. Uh, here's some stories that are coming out. Uh, again, some of this is breaking as uh, we are uh, progressing through the hour. Texas A&M Athletics call for removal of campus statue of racist ex-university president. And you're seeing more and more universities, their student population, their student-athletes are making themselves heard, making stands, making their voice known that they do not want to see symbols that are deemed racist. And you saw a few athletes last Saturday march and protest against the statue of Sullivan Ross, who was a Confederate general. His statue at the Academic Plaza uh, on College Station's campus. So... It's a 102-year-old statue. It's in the heart of the campus. And so you're seeing more and more things that are on campus being scrutinized by the student-athletes. So we'll keep an eye on that. But this isn't going to be the only campus story we see of symbols that are connected to the Civil War or to the Confederacy that are going to have people wanting them taken down. And finally tonight, this one hits your pocketbook a little bit more If you are a subscriber to any over-the-top service or if you're not getting your television from traditional means like cable or satellite and you have football TV, football TV, they're jacking the price up. $5 per month for all of their packages. So whatever your package is, 
it's going to jump by $5. And here's what you get for that. You get 11 Warner Media Turner Networks taken away from you. So they're jacking the price up. They're taking away 11 of those team, I'm sorry, those channels. And this is ahead of the ESPN and Disney networks joining their lineup. So if you have football TV, you don't have, as of yesterday, TNT, TBS, CNN, CNN International, a couple another, another CNN, um, HLN, I don't even watch that. Cartoon, you don't get Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, you don't get that. Um, now, here's one I fight for you. Uh, Turner Classic Movies, I will fight. I will fight. All right, I got some breaking news here. Um, after a team member tested positive for COVID-19, Mid-American Unity has been removed from the basketball tournament. They will be replaced by the primetime players. They will be in action taking on Team CP3, 10 p.m. on July Fourth, So this one just happening. Mid-American unity removed from the basketball tournament because a member tested positive for COVID-19. So they're serious. One guy tests, your whole team is out. You don't get to play. You can't do that in the NBA. You can't say, okay, LeBron James has tested positive for COVID-19, so the Lakers can't play. You can't do that. Artemi Panarin has tested positive for the New York Rangers, so you can't play in the hockey playoff. You can't do that. Baseball, I don't even think they're going to play. I think they're going to play, but I don't think they're going to play, so that's a different story altogether. And, of course, we're still months away from football. With NASCAR, if a racer tests positive, that racer's out, but they still play because even though you've got so many people involved, it's sort of like a team of one, one racer in the vehicle on the track completely different situation there so um here's another one justin man everything's happening during this hour this is my favorite hour of the week justin fedex has asked the washington redskins to change its name um the statement reads we have communicated to the team in washington our request that they change the team name Washington Redskins expert, because he's a, a fan, lifelong, Spencer Dupuis. Well, that's really big because do you know where the Redskins play? Yes. At FedEx Field. Yes. That's a big deal because that's money. they have money. a naming contract right through 2027. That's money. Yeah. And if they try to move back to the uh, the campus uh, where JFK is at, um, they're not going to be able to have the team name because there's a lot of pushback there. So – you might be seeing the Washington Redskins eventually changing their name, which is going to make a lot of people happy, and you're going to also have a lot of people who are staunch defenders of that name, and then there are people who fall in the middle. That's going to do it for this edition. Back on Monday, Bill Cornwell will be leading things off. Spencer Dupuis will be joining him, and of course, Bill and Spencer will be tag-teaming all this week doing the show. Tune in, support those guys. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone who has uh, stuck with us during this uh, pandemic and this lack of actual tangible sports to get into. 
Uh, don't forget, you can find me on social media at Paul Swan, my Twitter. You can also find the show on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe to the podcast. You never know. You never know what might happen, what might show up on that podcast feed. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate everyone for being with us. Have a safe and happy Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk to you soon. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.